This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Yeah. You are live with the app show. Mike Agarbo here. I've got uh, my good friends, John Beeler and Graham Williams with me today. Got a great program. We will be talking about pricing for mobile phone plans. Uh, if you remember back in the last election, the Liberals promised they would reduce family plans by 25%. Did that happen? Well, we'll give you the lowdown. Uh, we'll also be chatting about Apple Fitness Plus. We've had a chance to uh, try it out over the past couple of months. And LastPass Alternatives. I know a lot of folks have been using LastPass as their password manager. Well, there's been a bit of controversy with it. We'll talk about some alternatives that you might want to have a look at if you decide to change. And a new uh, software that lets you animate old photos, and it is spooky weird. We'll tell you uh, all about it and how you can do it yourself. Let's get into some of the news, guys. Uh, This was interesting. Have you been following uh, the Mars rover Perseverance? Religiously, yes. Some amazing footage coming out out of that. I I actually, uh, did you watch that 30-minute one uh, where they used uh, all the footage to create kind of a panning shot of Mars? Amazing. Yeah. Simply amazing. Uh, But I I read this story. It was up on The Verge. And uh, I always wonder what kind of computer or processor processor that they're using in in these. And basically, they're saying uh, the latest Mars rover has about the same processor as an iMac from 1998. Or has the same processor? Isn't that insane? So, two questions. One, can we can we get a rover in Bondi Blue? I think that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, in about what seven years, they're going to switch over to Intel. <laughs> well, what's interesting <laughs> is uh, that they they actually have to really do rigorous testing on a, a lot of this equipment that they put into things like the Mars rover or satellites, uh, you know, just because of the sheer amount of radiation uh, that uh, these these computers are exposed to. I mean, we we had a, a rocket scientist uh, on on the program back, uh, I think, last year, basically saying that's why they use a lot of these old processors, because they've been tested to withstand the rigors of space travel. And so uh, it, it's interesting that uh, they were, but the processes are old, like that, that one in the, the Mars rover is like, 20 years old. That's insane. I mean, the thing about it as well is that it is, you know, a lower power consumption processor. Um, It has been hardened against radiation. Um, And this is, this is going back to an age old argument, you know, reduced instruction set computing versus complex instruction, instruction set computing. We're actually starting to see this come full circle again, you know, as Apple moved from power PC uh, to Intel, they moved from risk to CISC. Um, now that they're moving back into the ARM space, we're starting to see um, that, that much more power efficient computing starting to happen again. Um, so, you know, it was it was almost like this this deviation on their path uh, because they, you know, Motorola and um, IBM weren't able to provide fast enough processors to do what they wanted to do. So they hopped over to Intel. And I think somewhere deep back then, Steve probably said, even if this kills me, we're going to get ourselves over onto uh, our own chips. And I think, um, you know, uh, Tim Cook probably took that to heart, and here we are. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, they, these these chips are now 22 years old, you know, the ones that they've kind of looked at and, and hardened up, um, and they're using them because they are power efficient. Looking at the chips that we have right now, there's a, poss- there's a possibility for a quantum leap in computing in space exploration because they're going to be able to sidestep a lot of that um, that stuff that we've been using in computers for the last few years. These mobile processors that we have now, uh, I can't think of anything more apt to, to handle the tasks that are needed by something like a, a device that's going to be on another planet. It's got to be low power. Um, it's it's got to 
be you know high efficiency. Uh, this could be it. Your your iPhone uh, processor from two thousand and seven could be the next processor in a, <laughs> uh, a, a, a rover. Well, it's there interesting. Was always that joke that the Apollo. Sorry, sorry Mike. The, there was the the joke about the Apollo mission uh, landers were powered by something equivalent to a Game Boy, as far as a processor, um, for that that exact reason. Well, so now the new Game Boy will be the iPhone. Exactly. Uh, this chip that they used in uh, Perseverance uh, basically uh, is technically a, a Rad 750 chip, and it cost upwards of two hundred thousand dollars. Not cheap. <laughs> the deal. <laughs> Let's move on to some other app news. <laughs> In other app news, uh, Netflix is uh, creating a TikTok clone that lets people scroll through funny clips. So uh, Netflix obviously has a, a ton of content. There's a lot of comedy content on there. And I guess what they're trying to do is come up with a, uh, uh, a quick way for people on their mobile phones to scroll through fun little clips from their different comedy specials. I think it's a it's a it's a clever idea because that's basically what people do with TikTok. Yeah. And then difference here is you're actually able to flag a special that you might want to watch just by seeing like one gag or one joke from that show or that comedy special. And you know, this could be could become a really goldmine for TikTok or for net for Netflix users to find new content uh, in a in a style that they like or you know something that actually makes them laugh, which is sometimes hard to tell just from the little teaser that you might get. Uh, you know, the written teaser that you see on the Netflix app as you're scrolling through without getting too far into the trailers and all that other type of stuff. You know, I, I actually use their Netflix as a joke YouTube channel for this right now. Um, you know, when I'm sitting there and going, I kind of want to watch something funny. I, I browse through their stuff on YouTube, um, which is, it's a clunky process, right? And so this is, this is tailor-made for me. I'm actually really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's called Fast Laughs. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. I, uh, I like uh, comedy clips, so a, a great way to discover new comedians and and shows that you might want to check out uh i don't know if you guys saw this here uh quickly roku they're one of the biggest streaming platforms in uh north america here and i think they've got uh over 51 million roku accounts they have just bought uh nielsen you know the nielsen ratings folks uh their video advertisement business so they're going to be using this to actually insert ads into the different streaming channels that uh would be available on their platform you know, it's one of those things where if they're if we're looking at ads that are showing up like, you know, uh, static ads that are showing up as I'm browsing for something, I, I could tolerate that. If anyone decides that they want to start inserting ads into streaming shows. Yeah, that's a whole other ballgame. <laughs> and, and, and so I, I, I think they're smart. Like the, the folks over at Roku, they make a good product, yeah. right? And I, I, I like their stuff. I think they're smart. I don't think they would go in that direction. Um, if they're if they're if they're worth their salt, they'll find a way to you know put things in front of people that so that people want to buy things in a way that's friendly for both the person that's advertising the thing and the person that's being advertised to. It is a bi-directional relationship, and so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna trust briefly. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and see, but I I, I don't feel too skeptical about this. So this is probably actually a, a good deal for everybody. It's interesting too because they just acquired Quibi. You know, or at least the content from Quibi. Uh, so they're really, really going all in on becoming the next big system uh, for content as a destination, as opposed to being just a, a a mechanism to capture or watch, consume Netflix and other types of content on those devices. 
We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, are you paying too much for your cell phone plan still? Well, the prices have dropped dramatically over the past several months. We'll tell you some of our stories and what you need to do to get a better deal. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike, John, and Graham here. Going to talk about cell phone plans and rates. And do you guys remember the Liberals', Liberals election commitment to drop wireless prices by 25%? We all laughed. Mm-hmm. We all laughed, right? <laughs> when that came out we're like how are they going to do this well it looks like it kind of organically happened uh i've seen cell phone rates in the past several months drop dramatically you know i was up at i think 70 or 80 bucks a month uh you know i'm under 50 dollars now and many of these plans are uh, as well but uh, according to some studies uh canadians won't save the average of a thousand dollars a year that the party platform promised and that basically comes down to the fact that people are buying bigger plans now more data given the opportunity i went with a bigger plan like i you know we've got, I've got four people on my plans so my mom my dad my partner myself um we've got phones we've got tablets we've got watches so yeah it's not just that the, the plan has more gigabytes or more minutes uh it's the fact that i've got like you know half of my electronics on this plan it's it's a lot of money on a monthly basis. You know, I had uh, I think three of my family members, including myself, uh, on my uh, plan, and you know, at one point I was paying you know I think between two to two hundred fifty dollars a month. But uh, you know, in the past uh, six months, you know, especially with Shaw Mobile coming into Western Canada here, I've been able to drop that down by at least a hundred dollars a month, which saves me twelve hundred bucks a year, which is a good chunk of change. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of looked at it this way where. I, where I was before um, with, with these planes, all this stuff, it was coming up to nearly $600 a month between oh, oh my all God. the phones oh and tablets. God. And it was crazy. And so I got that down to 400 bucks and thought I was doing well. See, now, now you spurred me. I've got to go back and take a look. But this is actually for the first time in the last two years is the first time that I haven't felt actively angry <laughs> at my cell phone provider. <laughs> like I, Yeah, because you, you, you're actually you're paying for a service that you're actually using that actually seems, and I, I'm using air quotes, reasonable for what you're paying for, as opposed to paying through the nose for an unreasonably small amount of data or service of some kind. Um, like Mike, we, I recently made some changes as well to my plan, and it's, it's shocking how much I was paying before, and I thought I had a deal. <laughs> So, you know, um, you know, and because it also gets really complicated to even see if you have a deal because a lot of the providers do other things that they can bundle that plan with, right? So I was saving ten dollars a month with my Telus mobile plan because I had Telus TV and internet, you know. But at the end of the day, I'm still paying a fairly large amount of money for a fairly large amount of data and service, which seemed reasonable. Uh, but you know, and then recently, Mike and I both switched back to Rogers because almost for half the price with just a slightly less amount of data. In my case, I went from 25 gigs unlimited to 20 gigs, not unlimited. And 20 gigs seems reasonable to me on a monthly basis, especially right now when I'm not away from my house all the time or away from Wi-Fi. Um, Definitely when we're starting to travel again, that might change. But for now, it seems pretty reasonable. Um, what was kind of infuriating, though, was the win-back situation. And I don't know if the federal government thought this was part of the plan. It's like, you have to do this work yourself. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna say you should save 25%, but you're going to have to do all the work. So 
constantly finding out what the deals are, flipping and switching your SIM cards around all the time, you're still paying like a connection fee in most cases. So I don't know, depending on the provider that may or may not come out as a wash or make it wave depending on, on, on your deal. I know Mike did pretty well with his uh, win back offer. Yeah, Graham, I don't think I told you how much I'm paying a month on Rogers now. <laughs> do you want to know? Do it. Do I need to send you in like a, like a junkyard dog on this one? I'll be like, hang on, hang on. I've got Mike Eggerbo on the phone and I'll just <laughs> they'll be quiet screaming and weeping on the other. Like, so you're you you're going to be crying in a sec. Well, I was on, I was on Rogers and you know, I was, I was happy with them. You know, they've got great service, good coverage, uh, but I was paying a lot of money and you know, with three people on the plan, like I said, I was paying between 200, you know, up, upwards of 250 uh, a month. And so Shaw Mobile came in too. BC and Alberta. And I just, I looked at the plan. So it was 45 bucks a month for, you know, 25 gigs of fast data and then unlimited after that. And so I switched and it was good. But uh, for me, I had some trouble with some of the coverage after a while. It just wasn't as robust as I'd hoped. Anyway, Rogers phoned me back and they came up with a plan, Graham, $36 a month for 25 gigs. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Can I get a copy of your bill? There is there is a, a little gotcha in there that we discovered. Yeah, ca- caveat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it's not unlimited. It's 25 gigs. It's capped at that. I mean, obviously you can buy more. Uh, but I soon discovered after I switched over that it doesn't include 5G. It's just 4G. And so if I want 5G on any of the lines, it's another 15 bucks a month. Uh, that extra G is expensive. It's like I'm real fortunate. <laughs> I know, right? I'm not overly worried about it right now because 5G isn't as uh, per- pervasive, you know, in in yeah. the landscape right now. So I think <laughs> I'm okay for the next year or so. But I, Graham, I am saving truckloads of money. It's insane. Okay, I'm, I'm going to buy you lunch, and you're going to do the negotiating for me on this one. <laughs> this is the this is the other piece of the equation is dialing star six one one, hearing that horrible hold music for however long you have to listen to it, and then talking to someone who probably does have your best interest at heart but really it's now we're around the mulberry bush on this one i, I just but graham here's here's the thing and i'm going to tell you all the listeners out there right now listen to this you can phone your carrier you can phone their loyalty department uh till you're blue uh, which i did i did before i switched over to shaw I, I phoned them and I'm like i'm gonna switch it's way better deal and they're like yeah okay um the only way you're going to get a better deal is if you actually switch that yes, is the only right. way so my little switching story, uh, I, I switched from TELUS to Rogers uh, on a similar deal, not quite as lucrative as Mike's. Um, and it's 45 bucks a month. So it's only a few dollars more than he's paying. And I'm very happy. I'm saving like $30 a month over what I was paying. I lost 5G. We did speed tests with 5G, without 5G. It's not enough to even be a concern. Um, but then TELUS's win back was just so sad. It was just really oh. sad. They, they called me. <laughs> And it's a third party. It's not even TELUS. It's somebody else. And they said, we'd like to have you back. Can you tell us, you know, why did you leave? What did, what are you paying? I told them, it's like, okay, we're done. Because they can't touch it. And I, and I said, well, what is your offer? And it was basically more than I was paying before. It didn't huh. make any sense. They were going to say $80 a month for 5G unlimited, 25 gigs or whatever, unlimited above that. Um, but then they were going to discount me 10 bucks a month for 24 months. So I'd also have to be in a contract to get that deal. Ew, gross. And I'm not in a contract now under Rogers. I can leave any time. 
You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a little playlist, a Spotify playlist for you here, and it's gonna go from you know the Jackson Five I want you back to MC Hammers. You can't touch this, and that's really the story of your cell phone. So, yeah. So the more you guys are saving money, I guess I need I need to get on this. Yeah. The moral of the story is you can phone your carrier and and beg for lower rates, but I I don't think it's in their system to allow them to go down as low as you need. You're gonna have to switch. Uh, to another carrier and then hopefully get that win back call. And it's so funny because the win back department, they're not even part of the, the, the telecom. Like uh, the Rogers win back department that phoned me was actually a, another company, <laughs> which I just, which I just think was insane. Like, you know, Same if they just, if they just done me a better deal and they didn't even have to match Shaw back then, uh, if they even came anywhere close, I would have stayed which is insane. Yeah. And so how much money does it cost them to hire this third-party company? It's it's crazy. It's crazy. But thanks to the liberals, we have lower cell phone rates. <laughs> I, I don't know how they did it. I don't know if they can explain how they did it, uh, but it's, it's kind of a funny thing. We are going to have to take a break. We have a lot more to talk about on today's uh, program. We've got uh, Graham sticking around. We're going to talk about LastPass alternatives. That's a password manager and uh, so much more. Stay tuned. You are back with the app show. It's fitness time, guys. Uh, Apple Fitness Plus is a subscription service from Apple that uh, was released uh, back a couple months ago. And I think a few of us have had a chance to use it, myself included. So we're uh, going to talk a little bit about uh, the ups and downs uh, of it. Uh, Graham, uh, Again, Apple Fitness Plus, mostly for Apple users, you have to have uh, some type of Apple device like an Apple TV, phone, iPad, and the Apple Watch to make it all happen. Yeah, I mean, it's it's phenomenal experience. And this is, I think for a lot of us who have been sort of couch-bound for the last, you know, four or five months, going through winter uh, with, in COVID has, has not been great for the fitness of many people out there. Apple watched this thing at the right time. But it, it literally is... If you, if you haven't done any exercise in a while, there is an on-ramp into this. There are beginner programs that are really great to work with. If you're exercising every day, if it's almost a religion for you, there are exercise programs in this package for you. Um, so looking at kind of what Peloton had done with these guided videos with some charismatic hosts, uh, some great music, which of course ties into Apple Music, um, my, my experience with this has been great you know getting up first thing in the morning doing 10 minutes of yoga um you know doing 10 minutes of some sort of uh cardio exercise in the middle of the day and then doing a 10 minute uh cool down not only do you hit your calories on your apple watch you hit your exercise goal uh you get to close your rings which it sounds crazy but they've gamified this in a way that actually makes it really satisfying i love the beginner aspect uh because i've been wanting to get back into exercising uh myself and it was fantastic to be able to try a bunch of the beginner videos. And then that's kind of the cool thing because you can watch these videos on your iPad or even your iPhone, but I have an Apple TV. And so I have this on my big screen in my family room. Uh, I got myself a little yoga mat and there's all sorts of different types of exercises. There's stretching ones, there's yoga, there's dance ones. If you've got any equipment like a rowing machine or a treadmill or a stationary bike, they've got videos for that as well. And so I, I tried, you know, a few beginner ones, started out at like the 10 minutes and uh, I actually broke a sweat. Like it was, it was tough, but it was good, right? I didn't feel like I was overextending myself. So um, I never thought I would actually do exercise to like video on an iPhone or anything like that, but I, I'm totally into it now. And I love the way the watch integrates with it too, because right up on the screen, and this is cool when you've got it up on your big TV, it uh, it shows you uh, your heartbeats, and can, you know you can compare yourself to other people too that are exercising. 
which is kind of cool. One, one thing I really like though, going back to your, like the beginner level stuff and actually any level, they have different instructors. So if you like a certain style of music or a certain type of instructor, you know, the super, you know, crazy motivational, uh, or the super chill yoga person, you can find the right sort of mix and match of musical styles that you might want to listen to while you're working out. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily want the country version, you know, but I maybe chill, chill hip hop or something like that would be fine. So just being able to <laughs> even preview them is really cool too. They, they do also have, uh, you know, more than one instructor on the screen at one time. So they actually have modifications, which is kind of neat. So you've got your instructor who's showing you how they're going to be doing it. But um, they've usually got, you know, two instructors in the back who are doing some slight modifications on some of the exercises. Um, the one thing that I'm really enjoying as well is uh, the, the, the walks. So they've actually got um, almost like, uh, like podcasts that are included in this, um, where you're listening to uh, artists, musicians, um, just talking, talking about their process. And those have been great. Basically, you can put them on for X amount of time. You know how long you're walking for uh, and you get to get your steps in that way as well. What I like too is that um, I've got the family sharing plan uh, as well. And I've got this hooked up to my Apple TV for my, my big screen. Uh, the other members of my family, my, my wife and my daughter, when they want to use it, it will actually switch to their watch. They can log in with their watch, which I thought was, was super cool. Yeah, it's, it's great kind of how seamless this whole thing is. The one thing that I have found that could be improved um, is, you know, working out as a group. So my partner and I like to do yoga together. We like to dance together. And so um, when both people are trying to get the system working at the same time, essentially you need to essentially start them, uh, hit start at the same time, turn the volume down on one, and then just follow the instructor on another. I feel like it would be kind of cool and probably in the works to have, you know, two watches on screen. So you can do things like it can be both cooperative and competitive. You can compare how you're doing and, uh, but also not have to, not having to use two different devices in order to, uh, to, to get the benefit of this. It is expensive. I know, you know, we're, you talked about the, the Peloton bike, uh, Graham, I think they've come out with a treadmill or something now as well. Um, which, you know, there are thousands of dollars, but you know, this, requires that you do have some apple gear right which uh by the time the dust clears between a watch and an iphone or you know an ipad and apple tv that can get up into the thousand to two thousand dollar range yeah i mean i I look at it this way when i was on the um apple services plans last year i was paying almost 70 bucks a month for all of those services started to like the cell cell phone talk here isn't it (laughs) yes when apple one came along um you know and they they cut the price in half and included Apple Fitness, I kind of looked at it and went, well, I'm already in the ecosystem. You know, it, it's kind of like anything else. Like if you're starting out from scratch, you know, the 15 year old teenager out there who's decided that they want to get an iPhone, an iPad, an iMac, um, an Apple Watch and an Apple Fitness. Yeah, you're going to be into it for a while. But the, the idea of, of switching into the ecosystem may be a bit expensive. But if you're switching in for this, you better be committed. Um, but if you're in the Apple ecosystem, this one's a no brainer. Like it's just all of the pieces work so well together. So, uh, you know, you can get it in the, um, the all-in-one package. Uh, if you just want the Fitness Plus broken up by itself, I think it's $12.99 Canadian a month or $99 a year. But, you know, for all the, the videos and, you know, you've already got a phone, right? So, you know, why not take that to another level and actually uh, use it to do some exercising uh, as well? We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. Mike, John, and Graham here. Going to talk password managers uh, now. Uh, a lot of people are using them to have the highest secure 
passwords for all the different logins they're doing. Uh, the nice thing about these password managers, uh, you can have these really sophisticated passwords without having to memorize them all. And that's the thing. You don't want to use the same password for all your different logins, like your online banking and your Apple ID and you know what have you. Uh, so there's a few different ones on the, the market. Uh, there's LastPass, 1Password, um, Bit, Bitwarden. But there has been some concern lately about LastPass. Uh, and John, can you tell us about that? Yeah, a security researcher is, is basically recommending against LastPass because it found that it actually had some uh, seven trackers on the Android version of the app that would actually track your uh, sort of as you move around the internet, basically. And some of these were, were used for uh, tracking things like analytics and crash reporting, but there was a couple that maybe were a little bit sketchier in the marketing data side of things. And you know why they're, they're there, you're paying for this service, and, and just to be clear, LastPass recently just changed their pricing model to basically limiting some of the features of the free tier. So you, it's forcing you to get a subscription uh, to their service if you want to use it on multiple devices. Um, so uh, yeah, so a, a number of researchers now recommending against LastPass because of this approach. Um, I don't have any word from them as far as you know what reason behind having these things other than for marketing purposes. Um, the general recommendation has been you should maybe think about another option, at least on the Android side of things. Uh, Graham, you um, you've used One Password. What do you tell us about that? Yeah, so One Password is developed by Agile Bits in Toronto, so Canadian-made solution. Um, to John's point, this is software that does not have trackers built in. Um, no, it is paid software. You know, so LastPass is kind of they're shuffling you over to um, a paid plan because quite recently, I don't. I don't really want my security to be free. I'd like someone to be invested in it. Um, you know, it, like open source is, is, is wonderful, but um, I, I, I think we're seeing in this type of project, you, you need to have a little bit of capital behind it in order to make it work well. I'm sure there are some open source fanatics out there who just want my blood, but you know what? Sorry. In any case, 1Password, uh, Canadian company, I've been using it for, God, years. Um, and it was originally a Mac-only product. Um, now it is Android and Mac, uh, $4.99 a month, uh, paid annually, gets you a family plan for five people. And this works on your Android device, works on your iOS device, works on Windows PCs, works on Macs. Um, this is using a synchronized uh, password file that is it's pretty tough. Like it's, they, they, they've put their money where the mouth is on this one saying, we think it's, it's pretty much unhackable, which is Usually it's just for people to try, but no one's succeeded so far. Um, this thing is great because when you save your passwords on one device, it syncs, they're available on another device. Um, it generates uh, complex passwords in real time. Um, so basically you can have it suggest a new password and drop that into a new account. Um, it'll also identify where you are using the same password in more than one place. So, you know, for, for this type of solution here, if you're looking at things like uh, last password and, and seeing or last pass, pardon me, and, and seeing that they've got trackers on the Android version and you want to try something that does not, one password is going to be an excellent choice for you. So can, can you tell our listeners, Graham, like how, how it basically works? So if you're going to log into something on your phone, like your online banking. Yeah. So essentially what it is, is you've got a password vault that's going to be synced to your different devices. So this is going to use a service like Dropbox um, or, you know, um, iCloud file syncing if you're on, on, on a Mac. And so this you know, cryptographically secure vault um, uses a master password. And so on your phone, for example, 
you can have your master password and mine's a long series of words that, you know, takes way too long to type in. Um, but on my Mac and on my phone, I can either use my fingerprint or a face ID and it will unlock my master password that way. Inside that, I've got all of my logins uh, with all of my passwords. If I'm setting up a new account, you know, say for example, I've just installed one password and I want it to save my bank password. Um, it will identify that there is a password on the screen. It will ask um, through the you know browser helper, do you want to save this password to your, uh, uh, to your vault, you say yes, it'll save it to the vault, it'll sync through um, either Dropbox or iCloud file syncing or whichever service you're using, and now it becomes available for all of your devices. So the learning curve's not that steep for this. It's not, no. Um, and it, it'll actually do more than just passwords. It will save things like credit card numbers, um, you know, uh, different ID forms. And again, it's this is this is a file that is not synced to their servers. It is synced um, to your account on your cloud services. So they're, they're less of a target for people trying to hack them. People would have to come down and, and sort of find you at the individual level in order to get access to this file. And if you're using good password security, chances are you're going to be tougher to get at. Talking all about alternatives to LastPass, uh, now that it's been discovered on the Android side, uh, anyway, that there's uh, seven different trackers happening in it, which kind of... Uh, uh, is uh, a blow to privacy. When we come back from the break, uh, we're going to talk about bringing old photos back to life. There's uh, new software that can basically animate the faces on old photos. It is spooky weird. We'll tell you what it is and how you can use it. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike, John, and Graham here. There's uh, some new software, and you might start seeing these photos uh, or these kind of animated photos coming up in your social feeds. There's a a new AI-powered service called Deep Nostalgia that is basically bringing still photos to life. And uh, I've seen a bunch of examples of old-time photos, and they are spooky weird. Using this, this, this service, this software, it can basically make that face, you know, turn and blink and, you know, smile. Uh, and you guys have both used this. Uh, John, the first time I, I learned about it is that you posted something on Facebook. Yeah, I took a, a photo of me, I think as about a seven-year-old, and uh, I basically animated it using this, this, this service. Uh, and, you know, you know how you you personally move and, and pose and that kind of stuff. The uncanny Valley as it's called is when you see yourself not looking like you're real or, or not alive. Um, it's, it's kind of creepy. It's cool. It, it's interesting technology. They're basically taking this photo texture, mapping it onto a 3d model and giving it some supposed life. Uh, and, uh, but it doesn't just work on people photos. You can actually do this on statues, which is even creepier. Uh, so there's a, a statue of Terry Fox out in front of BC place. I did, I used that photo that I took as well. And it made Terry Fox kind of come back to life in a kind of a weird way. Um, it does interesting things like it adds like teeth movements, uh, eye blinks, and it, it definitely seems natural, but you know, there's nothing behind that that photo that's been animated uh, and how, how long are the how long are the little videos it makes um like a couple of seconds it's kind of like a live photo yeah. on the like on a, on a, on, a, on an iphone um but i think graham had a, a, a maybe a little bit more relevant relevant uh, example i mean i was just doing it for fun but you had an actual uh, interesting use case for this yeah um so my my grandma my grandmother passed away when i was very young 
um, I think I was five or six years old and my, my uncle uh, just passed away about two years ago. My mom, um, very family oriented person, um, you know, it, it was actually just coming up on the anniversary of my uncle passing when this popped up. So I took um, the two favorite photos that I have of them and I uh, animated it with this tool. And it's, it's interesting, Uncanny Valley, but in this particular instance, um, these photographs move the way that um, my, my, my relatives moved. I mean, I, I remember very little about my grandmother, but this felt like my grandmother. Uh, my uncle, it's, it's spot on. Like, it's just, I, I looked at that and went, wow. <laughs> like, he, he just, he, he sort of had this, um, you know, almost, almost like a bit of a shy nature uh, about him when he would smile. And then the photo nailed it completely. I sent these to my mother. Um, and unfortunately, I, I, I sent them and I was about to give her a phone call. I got busy with something else and I ended up getting this tearful call from her. Um, how, how did you do this? Where did this come from? And I had to explain where all this. And she was so happy and so grateful to have that little bit um, of, of time with them again. Um, so it's, it's an interesting tool. I mean, from a technological standpoint, it, it's quite awesome. But uh, I think this did the job that the creators had intended, um, which really, you know, it, 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 this, this was sort of heart touching. And it, it really it felt like a good morning for me when I was able to send those over to her. It seems amazing. I haven't tried it myself yet, but I'm 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 dying to. But I just worry about can this be used in bad in a bad way as well? Anything can, <laughs> <laughs> and will. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's interesting. They, they, these feel like the pictures from Harry Potter. You know, the little yeah. animated magical yeah. portraits. Yeah, they're on that they're on that sort of loop, and so you know it's. Yeah, could, could you? Yeah, you'd probably have to really put some thought into it. So I'll put some thought into it. And I'll get back to you next week. But <laughs> well, they say that they're not going to allow voices in it because yeah. that that would start getting weird. Yeah, yeah, that would be strange. But uh, you uh, know, it, it it just brings up the whole thing about deep fakes. Like it looks so real, uh, and you know, we've been seeing deep fakes. These are videos of well-known personalities, like maybe Barack Obama or actors, and they've redone videos of them saying different things. Or, or taking an actor's face, like for example, they put um, William Shatner's face on Chris Pine's body in the new Star Trek. You know, um, to to this 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 is what the Kirk would really look like. They're both Kirk guys. Let's not kid ourselves. But uh, I almost feel like, do we need some sort of digital fingerprinting um, for for deep fakes so to be able to say like that's an original uh, photograph, that's an original video, um, and, and you, you know, either through a file data or something that that's on the screen, you can see this is this is real, this is legit. Um, I'm not sure how that would, would work. Some, something maybe perhaps with blockchain where you're able to verify the identity of the file throughout. But um, we are going to be we're looking at more and more um, fakes and more, more and more um, imposters popping up. And something's going to have to be done about it because we have to be able to trust the things that we see. We have to be able to trust the things that we hear. I think it's worth noting too that this is on a website for a genealogical website. It's myheritage.com. And this is almost a real-time conversion. Uh, a lot of times these AI services, they can take hours or even days to render these videos at a much higher quality. This is literally a web app. And so this is kind of like the bleeding edge of that spectrum. But going back to sort of using it for evil, it'd be very easy for someone to to do that uh, with more powerful versions of these systems. On that note, we do have to leave you. We've run out of time for the app show. Don't forget to visit our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We'll see you again next week.
You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.